0: The following podcast is a Jill Divine Media production. I have a son who's a sophomore in college and one who's actually in grad school. And ugh, there's so much energy and effort put into getting our kids into college and this promise that if you do all these things or if you have this major, it's all going to be great. And then social media is telling our kids too of like, oh, you're going to have this great job and you're going to have all these incredible opportunities. And it's so much harder than people actually realize. This episode of Two Kids and a
1: Career is brought to you by Elemental Aesthetics you can be guaranteed that your experience is going to be unique and customized to your specific needs. See how they can help you focus on natural beauty enhancements by visiting elementalesthetics.com. Hi there, and welcome to Two Kids in a Career. I'm Jill Devine. As an entrepreneur, wife, and mama, the daily grind of trying to build a business while taking care of kids and trying to maintain a healthy connection with my hubby, it's a lot. With this podcast, you're going to hear candid conversations with other moms, parents experts who can share their knowledge and insight, or you'll just hear me rambling to get it all out. There's going to be tears, there's going to be laughter, but most importantly, there will be support. Take a listen and connect with me so we can grow and learn from one another. This is Two Kids and a Career. Welcome to this week's conversation of Two Kids and a Career. I'm Jill Devine, your host, and with me, I have Beth Hindler-Grunt. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: I am really excited to talk to you about this because what I have learned over my time with this podcast is there are certain topics that I haven't tackled completely. And it's because of my season of life, as I have said multiple times and the, the listener that tunes in every single week knows, I am what you would consider the advanced maternal age parent, which means I had kids later in life. And so I am at the stage of having a four and a six-year-old. And so the thought of them going to college isn't even crossing my mind right now, Mm -hmm. but it will. (laughs) But I do know that I have people that listen, that have kids that are in middle school or high school, and even some that are in college. And this is really, really good for them, what we're going to talk about. It's good for me too, because I also always like to say, I like to have as many tools in my toolbox that I can get. And so the more that I can start thinking about things before all of a sudden they're here, the better. And in also looking at some of my episodes, I don't talk a lot about What happens after college? I think maybe I've had two guests on to talk about that. And, you know, now this is something that we have to talk about. It has changed dramatically from when I went to college. And I'm just very, very excited to dig in and to learn more about what you're doing. So you are the president and founder of Next Great Step. We're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about you, Beth. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Sure. So I am the founder and president of Next Great Step, and our sole focus is to help college students and recent grads land the job that they deserve. (laughs) Because what we found is so many young adults, as much as we as parents, put so much energy and effort to getting them into college and helping them launch, very often they are still struggling to figure out, what should I do with my life? Or if I think I know what I want to do, how do they actually go about it? where they feel confident and they have a plan and they know how to go after it and and be the one chosen for the job that they want.
1: So what led you to do this? What led you to say, all right, I want to be a small business owner and I want to help others.
0: I had a number of, I'll say, life experiences or pivots (laughs) in my life. And I actually am not a, even a career coach by trade, but I started out in the high-tech sector working in sales, and I also am the mom of two boys. Um, so I was always juggling trying to parent young children while working, which is just, as we know, no easy feat. Mm-mm. Um and I had a really great career um, and working in sales, primarily sales leadership. And then from there, I pivoted and worked for a boutique consulting firm where I was working with CEOs and their executive teams on strategic planning and sales performance. And one of the things that always came up in our engagements was this conversation around hiring. And they would say, you know, I would love to hire someone who came out of school. They have energy and excitement but I'm not going to because I don't have time to babysit them. I don't have time to hold their hand and they don't understand the scope of the problems that we're facing. So I'm going to pass and hire somebody more qualified. And I became of the age and had lots of friends who said, I don't get it. My kid went to a great school. They have great grades and they cannot get a job. And I was also ready to say, maybe I don't want to work for anybody anymore and, <laughs> or be told where I had to be or at what time and uh, started testing this idea of what if we taught young adults of how to figure out their path and how to do it in a way where they knew how to articulate their value and they felt confident and they had a plan and do it in a really simple way. And, uh, and that's how I launched this company of Next Great Step.
1: When you say young adults, do you have a more specific age range that you work with?
0: So we work primarily starting from age 19 through 29, but really the sweet spot is probably 19 to 24, 25. So those who are maybe a sophomore in college, sophomore, junior, senior, uh, those who just graduated, those a year or two out who are really trying to figure out how do I figure out what I'm going to do, even though I know I'm a certain kind of major, or I went to school to study this, because very often we know that doesn't always exactly work out the way everyone anticipates, um, and helping them to figure out their path, their first internship, and then their first job.
1: So here's what, from life experiences, where I get like, oh my gosh, what, what can we do better? What can we change? How do we do it? Now I will say, and I don't know if you feel this way or not, but for so long, it was a, you graduate high school, you go to college, you find that job, you stick with that job until you retire. Oh, and you get married and have some kids along the way and that's it. And, It's so that's very black and white. And that is not at all. I mean, I'm a prime example of this. I went to school and got my undergrad in mass communications with an emphasis in radio and TV. Okay, great. I, I got lucky. I got, I wouldn't say, let me give myself some credit. I worked hard at the internship and proved myself, but right out of school, I was able to land a job in radio. Mm. Well, in the midst of all of that, there came some, you know, stuff that happened and I lost one of my radio jobs. And so I was like, I'm going back to school and I ended up getting a master's in education. But while I was getting that master's in education, I got back into radio. So then I'm like, oh, I've got this master's in education and I am not using it at all. And I have all these student loans and I'm in radio. Then what? And then guess what? The radio career came to an end and now I'm working as a business owner and I'm working in ministry. So it's like you can't even try to say that this blueprint that you put on people at high school is the way that it's gonna go. And so that's where I am really interested in hearing how do you navigate those conversations?
0: Oh, you bring up such a g- good point about there's so many pivots and different directions and he- here's the challenge cuz I just so just so you, for <laughs> for reference so I have a son who's a sophomore in college and one who's actually in grad school right now so he graduated in class of 2021. So I've been living this. I'm living this <laughs> or I've gone through this too. So as a as a mom, I totally get it. And uh, there's so much energy and effort put into getting our kids into college and this promise that if you do all these things or if you have this major, it's all going to be great. And then social media is telling our kids too of like, oh, you're going to have this great job and you're going to have all these incredible opportunities. And it's so much harder than people actually realize and just a quick story i have a dad who called me his daughter went to a top university studied computer science stem major this is exactly what you're told right okay if you, my kid does this these things and we put all this energy and effort that they did all the math and advanced placement and they go to this top private university that is known for computer science that he's like we thought you know companies like apple are going to be like banging down her door they're going to be begging her for a job and it didn't happen mm-hmm. now there's a couple you know we can go to, you know different reasons why, but it just didn't happen. it didn't happen the way they thought. The parents also were not in that area. Um, they were not able to you know guide her in a way that you know they where they understood the industry, or people always think that if oh, I just refer you to my friend who's in this job, which they made a lot of referrals. It still didn't work out and it's it's just not always it's like I always say it's not what they promise you on the campus tour and it's like it's not always doesn't always happen the way they promised. Right. Because it's not just the education. There are certain things that have to happen while a student in high school and college need to do to understand and learn and gain skills that are also not always taught in the classroom to really help them stand out and present themselves in a way and be curious and be interested and ask the right questions and reach out and network, which are, you know, very overwhelming for a lot of kids of this current, you know, generation. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And then you throw in COVID (laughs) where people have been in their bedroom, you know, the class of 2023 right now, which is so interesting, the one who's about to graduate. They started, even. I'll say freshman or college, class of 2020, they started freshman year being affected by COVID. So they've been affected by it for four years Ah. in some capacity, right? So the kids that are graduating this year, they don't know what a, I'll say, typical high school experience is supposed to be or college experience because it's had so many interruptions and so different from what they thought. So all of those Dynamics lead to this generation of young adults who are so smart and they want to do well, but they are struggling to get jobs or make connections or get the internships or positions that they want because they just have had so many obstacles in, in their way.
1: Yes. And that is Very easy, I think, for a lot of people to dismiss this group of kiddos and say what they want to say when it's because it it goes back to the whole, oh, you know, when the the analogy was when, you know, a grandparent would say, I walked up the hill in snow to school, (laughs) you know, and, and so I, and like my analogy with that, I don't even know if it's analogy, I don't, I don't know how you would word it, but it's like, I was going to school full-time, working, and busted my butt in an internship and made the connections and did this and did that, and that's why I was able to be successful. Well, I feel like that does come across as the, I walked up the hill in the snow. So we have to figure out how we treat those kids without, I don't know if it's enabling or... We can't let some stuff go, but we have to teach them. And if they're not taught, then how are they going to succeed? You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, and I get this, obviously, I speak with hundreds of parents, and they say, you know, who are very successful, who have fantastic careers, who know inherently what. To be doing what their kids should be doing. And I think they're actually giving good advice. You know, the other challenge is your mom or your dad, and they don't want to hear from you. But some, but many parents say, you know, I haven't looked for a job in 20 plus years. So I don't really know if the advice that I'm giving. Is sound or is this how it's done? Because there's such an so much technology that's now added to the mix. And you know, kids will say to them, Oh, that's not how it's done. I just need to go to the job boards and I just need to apply to a hundred jobs and it's a numbers game and by percentages I'll get it, which is Not true, Mm -mm. but you know, a lot of them don't understand that. So a parent will say, Is that true? Or how do I help them navigate the technology, these online portals, these tracking systems? I don't know what to tell them.
1: And I understand too that people can be socially awkward totally fine. I mean, that's that's normal. I mean, people are different, personalities are different. However, what I've noticed is when you're behind a screen and you're doing all that for however long, that can make it worse. And then it makes it harder to get into the workforce and be with people.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so interesting. So one of the biggest, I'll say, fears or anxieties that students will call me and parents is this whole even process about writing a letter or a cover letter, Mm-hmm. They're like, I started writing the letter, but I have no idea what to say. And what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if I'm too pushy? Or should I really say this? They're like, so basically, I have not applied to any job because it asks for a cover letter, and I can't write the cover letter. Therefore, I'm not applying. Oh, it's in- unbelievable how the you know these little things that are becoming such major obstacles for our kids that shouldn't be it, it should, this should be like no worry no don't 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 sweat it but um but it is but it is cuz they weren't taught or they don't understand or they don't know the language to use to communicate with someone
1: Before I continue with this week's conversation, I want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of the podcast, Elemental Aesthetics. And one of the big things that we talk a lot about on the podcast is self-care and self-development. And sometimes you don't realize that that self-care element comes from what may seem as a simple massage. It's true. When you take care of your body and your mind and you feel good, that's self-care. And at Elemental Aesthetics, they have some really cool specials to help with that. You can step up your massage and your muscle pain relief. You can get cupping. You can get stone, CBD, or aromatherapy. Elemental Aesthetics is really designed to help you and your self-care, your self development your overall well-being and i encourage you to check them out elementalesthetics.com mention my name and you'll get a free little goodie bag for making an appointment with them it's elementalesthetics.com all right back into this week's conversation all right so i i want to i have two different directions i want to go i guess i'll start with the kids and what it is that you're doing to help, the practical advice or the things to think through. And then I'm making a note of what I want to talk about next so I don't forget. So let's start kids.
0: Okay. So with kids, what we do is take this very overwhelming, nebulous, unclear process of how you actually look for work. And we make this the class that you never got (laughs) in college. Mm -hmm. But in a nurturing way, there's no grades. It's just this very simple, step-by-step, structured approach that enables them to understand the entire process from start to finish. And before we even let them edit their resume or send a letter or apply online, we say, you got to stop. You got to stop doing everything that you think you're supposed to be doing. Don't do anything. You're going to stop for about a week or two until we help you get clarity about yourself. Because if you don't have clarity about your own skills and what you have to offer and what you could bring to an employer, then none of it matters. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we really help them to understand, you know, what this concept that we teach is what are your three core skills? What are the three things that you are the most competent, most skilled at, and you enjoy doing? And I don't care what your major was, I don't care what you studied, I don't care if you didn't have a you know incredible internship, I don't care if it's you could have scooped ice cream, delivered pizza worked in a group project. Just tell me what is it that really speaks to you in terms of the things that you know you're good at and you'd like to keep doing. And once we get clarity on that, and just to clarify too, it's not that you're a hard worker or that you're responsible. Those are attributes. Those aren't skills. Skills are you know how to analyze. You know how to research. You know how to problem solve. You know how to write. Uh, You're a critical thinker. You know, So really getting a little bit deeper on the skills. But once you have that clarity, everything is easy. Everything gets easier because your whole brand of how you present yourself in your resume, in your letters, what you say, how you introduce yourself, you're going off of those core skills every single time. And you're going to have a little story to tell about where you demonstrated those skills. And that's the starting point for helping our kids to really feel good about the process of they know what they're going to say, how they're going to say it. And then, you know, then we just kind of tweak it for where they want to deliver it.
1: All right. So then the second part that I want to know is going back to the story you told earlier about these companies that you were consulting and that they said they didn't want to babysit new graduates. And so they weren't going to take a chance on them. Basically I'm paraphrasing what you said, but that's just, they needed somebody more experienced. Well, how do we teach those individuals? Not only, you know, the people hiring, but even us, the parents, like
0: what do we need to do? So parents need to Have a really good heart-to-heart conversation with their kids when they see that they're struggling. And of course, we're stress. I'll I'll say weak, like I'm one of you. Um, Yeah, of course we worry. Of course we stress about them and what's going to happen. Are are you going to be on my payroll forever? Are you going to live in my house forever? I mean, there's so many, so many. Are you going to hinder my ability to retire and and potentially do other things? And I, I think the most important thing is that we need to do is we need to listen and probably. Uh, even for myself, it's funny, even as the CEO of this company, I have learned so much even how to better deal with my own kids because it's hard. You know, we all have these expectations. We sometimes also try to achieve our own missed opportunities and push those onto our kids, whether we never got to that school or we didn't make that team and we're trying to encourage it for them. But I think we sometimes have to just meet them where they are. And I know I'll say I live in a Area or community where there's so much pressure to go to a certain school, to be involved in a certain way, to have your kid be, you know, a representative of you and that someone that you can brag about. And I know it's really hard, but that's so unfair to our kids. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. Like by the time everyone goes to college, nobody's talking about it anymore. You know, it's just, you know, we got to like let go of that and really see who they are and really understand and ask them. What is it that gets you, uh, that you're really excited about? Or what are the kinds of things that you're doing that you want to spend more time on? So it's almost, as a parent, help facilitate that skills conversation or share with them, you know what, here's what I've observed about you. I've noticed that when you get together or you do a project that you end up taking on the leadership role, or when you were working in this part-time job, you had incredible creativity in terms of developing some social media content. Or So sometimes we just need to share with them what we've observed So our kids can say, yeah, you know what? I didn't think I had anything, or I thought I just went to class for the last couple of years, but, oh, maybe I do. You know, I think we need to share some of our observations, and we need to give them the chance to also verbalize what they really think, because I think very often they are so afraid of disappointing us. I can't even tell you the amount of times the kids that I speak to, they're like, I studied this, and I really don't like it. And I don't, I don't have the heart to tell my parents. And I have all these loans, and they took out loans. And you know, it's 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 hard. I mean, this is not easy stuff. I'm not saying this is an easy conversation, especially with all the money that is, you know, the financial impact. But if you get pushed or forced into a job or career path, and you really hate it you're going to end up changing anyway. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't try certain things, but I think there's ways to try things out through networking as opposed to putting yourself into a job and really having to commit to it for a longer period of time. So I guess my net is parents need to assess what's really happening, ask those questions, help them identify those skills, and then... See how you can say, you know, encourage them to network and have conversations or be the person to say, let's practice. Let's pretend I'm the, I'm, I'm the person that you want to reach out to. Let's dialogue. Because they haven't had that practice. They haven't. <laughs> no. And they don't, they're afraid about talking to someone that they haven't met before. So it's hard sometimes, you know. We're at a tough age, and where our kids want to exert their independence, they don't always want to hear from us. Uh, again, I'm speaking from firsthand <laughs> experience. But um, but if you present it in a way that's as non judgmental as possible, and just there to support, I think they eventually come around.
1: That's huge. Like that really, really helped me. I was taking all kinds of notes, even with a four and six year old and you know, it it does bring up a lot of different ideas and thoughts and conversations I've had with other parents about the expectations, but I loved what you said about, we cannot as parents force our goals or what we wanted for ourselves onto our kids. Uh, Meaning you need to go to that school or you need to be in this club and you need to do that. Like, they are different. They may be our DNA, but they are completely different. And what drives them is different than what drives us. So we got to let them, you know, figure out their independence and their individuality. So I love that you said that. All right. Now as employers, what do you say to those individuals? You've got somebody that you have coached or maybe not even coached and like They're going into the workforce. Like, What do employers need to know or need to work on?
0: Yeah. So I think employers can do a couple of things. Look, and I try to teach this to our students, when they have an opening and they need someone, there's a problem at stake, right? Something has happened, either positive or negative, that has caused that job opening to occur. Right. So ultimately, an employer wants someone to come in and say... I can solve this problem for you. I see that you're trying to accomplish this. I have these skills, talents, and here's how I want to apply them to help you be successful. So employers really want someone to come in and you know put yourself in their shoes and say, here's how I can help you be more successful. You would be successful or how I can help the company be successful. The reality of a lot of the young adults who come in don't always have that understanding. Now, that we, we teach them that, but most of them think, I really want this job because it's going to be great for me. This really meets my goals and my things. And I tell all the y- young candidates that we have, I said, please don't say that because they don't – hate to say the hard truth is they don't care. <laughs> they don't care if it's great for you. They want it to be great for them. And if it's good yeah. for you as a bonus, awesome. But I think also employers need to understand how fragile this demographic is from even just not hearing back. Just inform them. Tell them where you are in the process. Let them know if they didn't get the job. Don't leave them hanging on. And I know it's uncomfortable. Nobody likes to tell someone they've been rejected. Or if you can, give them a little bit of feedback as to what else they would need to do to be in better consideration going forward. I can't even tell you the amount of rejection and ghosting that our, you know, our kids are getting that they're like, I have no idea. I thought I had all the right requirement. I thought I did great in the interview. And I have no idea why I didn't get it, which could be for a hundred reasons. They didn't have the funding. Someone internally got the job. You know, I said it might have nothing to do with you, but again, this demographic I just feel is so fragile. A little bit of feedback goes such a long way. Mm. The other thing I would love employers to do is really engage, um more with bringing on interns. I think we need to give our kids an opportunity to be an intern or uh, I call micro intern. Have them work on a project for two weeks. Bring in young adults as much as you can to let them try and see what it's like to be in the workforce. Now, I know because I do bring in interns in my own business, that takes time. That takes energy. That takes money. You should be paying them. It also takes just somebody to oversee them and answer questions. But what the value of you bringing in an intern is that you could have somebody that gets to know a business they never knew of. There's thousands of jobs and industries and companies that our kids have no idea. They only see the big name ones. They don't realize that there's an opportunity in so many other places. And it's also somebody that you can then mold and you can have as a bench and a pipeline for talent. And now you have someone that you know is proven, trusted that you've had a, you know, a, a two-month trial on and you can decide, you know what? They were really value-added and I don't have to spend my time doing a job search. I'm going to hire the person who is the intern. So I, I think there's opportunities to really uh, help more kids in getting exposure to different industries and different kinds of jobs and give them coaching. I mean, we need to be more... All of us, I say all of us as parents, adults, even to your, you know, your friends' kids, we need to mentor a lot more young adults because they just... They just don't know what they don't know. <laughs> they right. think they know a lot, but they really don't understand. And the more we can do it in a way that's low stress or low risk, you know, low stakes where they're not worried about losing their job or someone can give them some real advice, I think there's a huge opportunity for us to really up-level the, the talent of, of our young adult community.
1: And remember, these are the future leaders. Like These are the people that we are going to be putting Well, they'll put themselves in special places and they are leading. Um, I have to weigh in on the intern thing because I was shaking my head like up and down 50 million times, yes, because that is how I got into my first job was because of an internship. And I know that some companies have gone away from internships because of HR issues. I know when I towards the end of my radio career, I hated the fact that they did not accept internships because there was one bad seed that did something in a different state Mm -hmm. and then it affected everything. Here's what I will say to that because I know you mentioned about paying them. Well, where I am in St. Louis, when I specifically decided that I wanted to get into radio and I did informational interviews and I talked to... The program directors at a radio stations, um, they had said the best way to get into radio is through an internship. And you in the state of Missouri, now I know a lot has changed, but at this point, we cannot have interns unless they're getting college credit. And so that that sealed the deal. That determined where I went to college. Mm. um and so I chose the university that I went to, and that's what happened. I was able to get an internship for college credit. I will tell you that the business that I own now the it, I, I don't have the funds to pay for interns, but I offer for college credit or professional experience. And let me tell you that the number of interns that I've had in the, I I can say maybe just a, on a few that I was like, "Oh, here's what I would do different if I were you going into the re-. like they need to hear those things. This is what you excelled in and this is what I believe you can work on. Because you got to learn your strengths, you got to learn your weaknesses and this is – you also have to learn, like, oh, maybe I didn't want to go into this profession after mm-hmm. all. You know, you, it's so important. I 1,000% agree with you on the internship.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also got my job because I had an internship, and I, I, I had an internship with AT&T. During college, I didn't want to go abroad, and there was a way we were able. They were able to do a semester-long internship, and then that was how I got my first job, and that like literally launched my career. So it was unbelievable. By the way, I went to school in St. Louis too. I didn't know you were from there. Oh, Um, you did. Where'd you go? I went to Washu. Okay, I was at Lindenwood. So yeah, Yep. Anyway, small world. But yeah, it's it's so. I mean, it's just it makes such a difference, and to get the feedback, it's just invaluable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, as we wrap up, Beth, let the parents, let the kids, I keep saying kids, but the young adults (laughs) know where they can reach you, how you can help, all the details.
0: Absolutely. So if you're a parent and you know a young adult who is trying to figure out their internship or first job, we would love the opportunity to speak with you. You can head to our website next GreatStep.com, And there's a button in the upper right corner that says, let's talk. And we offer a complimentary consultation to you, to your student. We can speak separately or together. We would love to speak with you. Or if you'd like to learn more about our method and our process, I have a new book. It's called The Next Great Step, The Parent's Guide to Launching Your New Grad into a Career. You can find it on Amazon and anywhere books are sold.
1: And I will have everything linked up on the show notes at JillDevine.com. Beth, thank you so much for what you're doing to help our next leaders, to help our next generations. I appreciate it so much. And um, uh, maybe I'll be talking to you in a few years,
0: (laughs) quite a few years, but definitely in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
1: And before I say goodbye on this week's episode, a reminder to check out Elemental Aesthetics. They really are here to help you with your self-care and one of the ways that you can do that because, listen, it is very easy for us to say, oh, yeah, I'll book that massage and then you book it and then you forget to keep booking it because you want a continuous booking to really help you, they have membership options where you get to pick certain services at a discounted price. So take a look at that at elementalesthetics.com. and when you make your appointment, which you can do via text, you can schedule it online, you can call, all of the information is at elementalesthetics.com. Mention my name and you'll get a free little goodie bag just for calling and making that appointment or texting or scheduling online. Again, it's ElementalAesthetics.com. And if we're talking about websites, you gotta talk about my website, jilldevine.com. That's where you will find every single episode of Two Kids and a Career. As always, thank you for your support of Two Kids and a Career, and thanks for listening.